This sports social podcast is brought to you by BetVictor, where live streams, smart stats, and in-play betting can help you make your best bet yet. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Welcome everyone to episode nine of VAR at the Bar Bite Size. My name is Chris and who am I with today? Hello, I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Ant. <laughs> That's a long pause there, lads. I thought you were just playing a horrible trick on me then. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to stare out, <laughs> Ant. <laughs> uh, well, is football coming home, but football is coming to Rome? Hey, there we go. <laughs> That's awful, Chris. Oh dear. Yeah, well, I'll log off now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> How are you both doing anyway? You all right? Yeah, can't complain, thanks. Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm loving the tournament. Yeah. Uh, well, the last uh 16's been very quiet and quite boring. I think it's gonna be a very short pod, isn't it? The TV broke, Chris. <laughs> Well, that's what I thought before it actually happened. <laughs> oh, it's been brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. Right, then we'll start with uh, our Wales versus Denmark. Get it over and done with. <laughs> it was got like it, a lifetime got, ago, that game. It, it does seem like a lifetime ago. Not even a week ago, mate. Right, you guys got the result, right? But not the score. So oh, yeah. it went a bit wrong, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah, not not a good day at the office for Wales, was it? No, not not at all. First ten minutes looked quite good. Uh, we had a few chances, half chances. Bill had one, and then they changed formation, didn't they? They put Christensen to Manmark, Ramsey, and it sort of went Denmark's way after that. Really, couldn't really um, find a way out of their very well organised team, and their wing backs just controlled the game. To be honest. Scored a goal on about 27 minutes, I think, from Dolberg. Went in, luckily, only 1-0 down. And then the sucker punch happened, didn't it? The second goal. What do you reckon then? Was he fouled, Kiefer Moore? I'd say it was a foul, yeah. From memory, yeah. It looked like a foul. If it's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, and then obviously the ball then went to Braithwaite. You couldn't quite see whether that went over the line. I wasn't too bothered about that. But then what on earth was Nico doing? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as a Liverpool fan, 
You won't be there much longer. You haven't got to worry about that. Yeah, just suicidal, really, wasn't it? it that's a sucker punch, really. And then just because of the manner of the goal as well, free kick that should have been, but we should have defended that better. And then you're chasing the game against a very well-organised team. And Ben Davis decides to stray off from less left defence and leave it totally open for the third goal. The fourth goal was just a good goal. And I think a lot of players gave up, to be honest. Um, yeah, they made uh, down tools by that point, I think. Yeah, unfortunately, a bit of petulance as well, which I don't like to see, you know, especially if Bale as well should still be trying to lead the line, sarcastic clapping to get a yellow card. I think quite think that was the right um, way of leading a team. Personally, I think he should have been there just just trying even just to get just for the one goal, just get some, you know, make the score look respectable. Harry Wilson gets sent off. Obviously, between the third and fourth goal, what do you think of that? I thought it's another harsh decision, but that, that wasn't a red. Yeah, I think you've been very hard done by with red cards in this tournament. Unbelievable! Mate, point of view. Yeah. It's crazy. Considering oh. the um, well, I'll, we'll get on to it. But there's another one last night which was given as a yellow initially. Compare mm. that to the ones that you've mm. seen as red. Well, yeah, light, the light years apart, aren't they? I mean, that's just petulance, though. You know, it's. But again, it's a hard lesson learnt against a very well-organised team who will, will give anyone a good game, especially with what's happened in their first game. Like they're doing it for Christian and obviously for themselves as well to prove that they're, you know, they're a good unit without him as well. I mean, Damsgaard was fantastic that game as well. Don't know what you thought your thoughts were of Denmark as a whole. Well, I think I've got it a little bit wrong in how I thought the game would go. I thought it'd be a bit of a bit of a fight, and that Denmark would come out on top. But really, they they were technically brilliant, and they outplayed you. I thought that they, they outclassed you a little bit. I'm afraid. No, I mean they got pegged back, didn't they? First half, Wales did, and it's just he just wanted them to just play a decent ball, but they just kept on booting it long, and it's just getting so predictable. You've got good good defenders at the back and their midfield of Hoiberg and Delaney. You've got well you got world class players. One plays for Spurs. I know he's in a world class team at the moment, but <laughs> um, one plays for Dortmund. Got two quality players and they just dominated the midfield. Bullied bullied Alan and Morale. Like we said, we were worried about that in the podcast yeah. before. And it's exactly what happened really. Sort of outsmarted us and just for better on every area. And their wing backs were fantastic. So much energy. Don't know what you thought with that. Yeah, yeah, I can't disagree with anything you've said, Chris. No. Um, the only thing I'll add is I thought that it was a bit of a mistake for Wales to play Kiefer Moore up front as a target man against the likes of Vestergaard and Kier. Um, that was always going to backfire. Well, if they're going to do that, you've got to play someone up with him. Definitely. And unfortunately, again, a bit of naivety. Rob Page has come in as Welsh manager sort of a few months back with uncertainty with Ryan Giggs. He's done a fantastic job, really. Um, but he will live and learn off that. The players will live and learn. There's, there's like 15 players under the age of 25 in that Welsh team. I mean, they've got, they've got other qualifiers and have the chance to get into major tournaments. So just hope that they get first team football. They need that regular play, don't they? We shall see. It just annoyed me that um, Robert Page mentioned Denmark's tactical change. Was it, was it Daniel, Danielson? 
the first half? Oh, uh, Christensen. Christensen, sorry. Brought his ankle. Yeah, midfield. He mentioned it in his post-match interview. It's like, oh, okay. So why why didn't you change it? Why didn't so you knew yeah. it was quite obvious? Wales it wasn't working for Wales yeah. against him. Exactly. But I mean, example that I was just saying about not playing. Joe Morrow has played more games in the Euros than he had for Luton all season. It's mad. Yeah. Absolutely mad. Anyway, we'll leave it there. They've had a fantastic tournament. If you said to me at the beginning, top six, last 16, I would have bitten your hand off. So just the way they went out, that was a little bit of a letdown, I thought. But like I say, live and learn with that. If we go with the next one being Italy, Austria. Well, we spent previewing this game about 30 seconds, <laughs> <laughs> thinking it was going to be a walkover for Italy. How wrong could we have been? Yeah. I thought Austria were excellent on the day. Yeah. Did you both manage to see the game? So this was on Saturday night. Yep. Um, I think so. I definitely saw bits of it. Yeah. I, I thought Austria were well organised. They didn't just sit back either. They attacked on in numbers as well. They pressed the ball really well. I thought yeah. Schlager was excellent in midfield. Yeah. And I thought Anatovic was fantastic as well, to be honest, with the oh, role. Yeah, he, he was, wasn't he? It was, it was. You could see the difference from when he was suspended yeah. to that game against Italy, where he was a live wire. And um, I thought he got that goal. It was disallowed for offside. What a moment that was, though. Oh, you, you know what, mate, as well? I had both Alba and Anatovic to score a goal in that game. <laughs> I'm so gutted when it was disallowed. Oh. <laughs> But anyway, but no, I mean, um, I thought they're fantastic. Uh, I mean, just looking at some of the stats, I mean, Austria's still managed 621 passes and Italy managed 668. So it just showed they, they sort of went went for them a bit, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, it was a good game. Both trying to win it. Yeah. What do you reckon to Chiesa's goal? I thought that was a touch of class, wasn't it? No, oh, it was, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's the first time they've scored an extra time, isn't it, Italy? I think so, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. a stat. And then um, the salmon impression by Pessina when he scored his when he scored Italy's second goal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was a great great match to have at when was is at Wembley as well, wasn't it? So Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Okay, so then we go on to Sunday's matches, which were the Netherlands, Czech Republic. We'll start off with that. Did you both manage to see that? Yep. Yes. Yes. Um, We predicted, didn't we, that Czech Republic were going to be very resolute, very organised. They're going to frustrate Holland. And what happened? (laughs) Exactly that first half, wasn't it? And then a suicidal sending off by the lit. What did you reckon yeah. to that? <laughs> wow. I mean, what a mistake to make, to have that rush of blood and panic and handle the ball and someone's through on goal. And it's really hurt his team and they're yeah. knocked out because of it, really. That's what, yeah, he really did, didn't he? It was, a, it was a close game at that time. He probably would have just said that in the Netherlands had had just a slight edge but then that happened and they sort of just uh, capitulated slightly didn't they 
wasn't it 30 seconds earlier the the Dutch missed a glorious yeah. chance to go in front as well so yeah. the whole game it could yeah. have been so different if they put that um, it was a one-on-one where he burst through wasn't it yeah David Marlin I think is it was. that was it yeah sorry it was good, it was yeah. good play, though, to get him into that position I just couldn't believe he missed it to be honest but yeah yeah, I don't but know yeah, what you're the, trying to do. I just put it past the goalkeeper. Don't try and go around him. Sending off, though, from that point onwards, the Czechs were just in control, weren't they? They were so good playing with the advantage. They switched the ball well. They pressed well. They were so organised, as you'd expect. But they, they played the whole game higher up the pitch yeah. against the 10 men. And they just didn't give an inch to the Netherlands. They really dominated that second half. They definitely nice. deserved it. No, I mean, um, what was it? Holliers who scored their first goal? I mean, where's the marking by the, the door? They're four <laughs> on the line. There are four players on the line. You're thinking, why isn't someone actually marking the guy? And then um, Patrick Schlick then scored again. Another another um, well well taken goal, but Holly is again from the left, wasn't it? He went on a bit of run and cut it back, and Schlick on the first on the half turn scored fantastically, bottom corner. Yeah, good finish. Go. Yeah, so that sets up then um, Denmark, Czech Republic for a place in the semi-final. But amazingly, on this, just going back to the Holland Czech Republic game, Holland had no shots on target. Right, and so that night was Belgium Portugal, arguably what people were touting as probably the game of the last sixteen. Did you both go? Did you both go and see it? Or we didn't both watch it. Sorry, I watched it from home. <laughs> <laughs> you might have broken some travel restrictions if you went and see it. What about you, Ant? Did you manage to? I saw. I saw a fair bit of it. I think mostly second half. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with you, Dan. If that's all right. But how did you find the game? Um, I thought that Portugal were shading it for the most part, but Belgium obviously got the noses in front just before half time with a. Great strike from Hazard, Torgan Hazard. I thought Patricio, I think he's he just wasn't expecting it, was he? He didn't have his yeah. foot, feet in the right place. Um, normally, you'd expect him to save that. He wasn't far off it, though, was he? I think he's no. uh, his fingertip away from it. Fantastically taken goal, though. I think it just, like I said, totally surprised him. And then... It set up um, a fantastic second half, I thought, especially towards the end of the game. It was really pulsating end-to-end stuff. Um, Belgium mm-hmm. still trying to get that second goal and seal the match, but Portugal were throwing everything at them. It was a really good grandstand finish, in my opinion. Yeah, you almost deserved to go to extra time, didn't it? What did you think of it and the bits that you saw? Uh, yeah, just like what Dan said, really. Yeah. Belgium probably just about edged it, but Portugal gave it a good go. They did, they did, yeah. Anders came on like a man possessed. <laughs> Mixed it up a bit. Speaking of men possessed, I thought that um, Pepe was going <laughs> to rip oh, yeah. his head off at one point. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I forgot. I forgot to text you. I was like, when that whistle went, and I saw Pepe going into <laughs> <laughs> Pepe but, and Lukaku. They were going at it the whole game as well. And apparently, a challenge. It was like ten <laughs> minutes after the, the whistle went. <laughs> oh, that was, <laughs> he that was long it. gone. He could have got a red for that, really. <laughs> Oh, I just thought when when it all started off, I thought, "What's he going to do here? Who's he going to pick on? Is he going to go and look up to him there?" So what? Yeah, do you see the bit with Lukaku where he sort of took uh, out strengthened the Belgium, uh, not Belgium players, um, for 
uh, Portuguese players. <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? He's bang on form for this tournament as well. He's an absolute man mountain, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, on here it says that uh, the shots, six shots by Belgium and 23 by Portugal. Yeah. That's just mad stat, that is, isn't it? And obviously no goals for Portugal and that. Shame that they went out in a, with a bit of a whimper. It would have been, I think, really good if they got extra time, see see what it would have been made of. Because De Bruyne and Eden Hazard were both injured, didn't they? Did they get substituted? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It looks a nasty one for De Bruyne. His ankle got turned over. and I wouldn't be surprised if there was ligament damage there. He's had a bad run, hasn't he, of injuries uh, the last couple yeah. of weeks. In my opinion, again, best player on the pitch was Renato Sanchez. Yeah. He's had a spectacular tournament, really. Yeah. Can't really complain about that. He's kept uh, Bruno Fernandes out of the team, hasn't he? So, he's obviously doing something right with that. Yeah, speaks volumes, that does. Okay, so now we're going to the crazy day of football, which was (laughs) Monday night. It's just madness. I mean, we both said at the pod, didn't we? We thought Croatia, Spain was going to be a nervy, probably go to extra time, very little goals. And um, how wrong can we be? Uh, where shall we start with this? I'll give you the scoreline anyway, and then someone can lead with it. So it's Croatia three, Spain five. Own goal, shall we start off with? Oh, my God. I mean, none of us are goalkeepers, so we can't really sort of comment on that, but that was just... just he just took his eye off the ball, didn't he? That's all it was. He probably just looked to see where he was going to pass it next and before he knew it, it crossed the line. <laughs> it's funny, wasn't it? Because at that time, um, Spain just dominated, didn't they? Croatia didn't really offer much. Offered very little. And then... They came in with a equaliser, Pablo Sarabia, just before half time. So I saw I, I saw them go two one up. Then I had to leave it, and then suddenly I switched over myself, and it was three one. And then watched an absolute manic five minutes where somehow. Croatia got themselves from the dead. <laughs> Two goals. Credit. Yeah, they, they piled on the pressure and that Spanish defence crumbled. They really yeah. did. I'm surprised with that because I always, I thought the Spanish defence would have been a little more better than they actually were. I mean, they've got Laporte there, haven't they? And um, Garcia. They both played, played together at Man City. I mean, Garcia is moving to Barcelona. So, obviously, people think very highly of him. But they just sort of buckled, didn't they? And But anyway, so so going to extra time. Then Morata scores, amazingly, to make it 4-3. <laughs> it's a good goal, actually, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it's a good volley. And then the second half of extra time... Croatia have almost a chance immediately of kickoff to then go fall, but they missed by an inch. And then Spain then finish it off with with their fifth. And then obviously that's 
more or less game over. And everyone can take a deep breath. I mean, what was your overall reaction to, to the Span, Spanish uh, result and the Croatians? I thought that the, the Croatians really let themselves down in defence. There was such soft goals they gave away. Uh, and I thought in midfield, they weren't great for the whole game, but when they did play, they looked really dangerous and lively. And they, they passed the ball well. And they, they had large periods of possession, but then they just let Spain into the game so easily. And if you let Spain play, they'll kill you. What do you think, Ant? Yeah, I, th- I thought, I mean, well, I, didn't, I don't think Spain's defence was that great either. I think Spain have, well, they've played against two pretty dire defences now and they've got 10 goals out of it. So it's given their strikers a bit of confidence going into uh, the Switzerland game, who hopefully might be a bit more resolute at the back. Yeah, but you need to play a scoring goals, and that's what Spain are doing. So, this is what I don't get that, like, in the sense with Croatia. So, they play, you know, if you look at how their Euros have been, that when they're back to the wall against Scotland, they come out with a fantastic performance. Here, they're very lackluster, but then they went 3 1 down, and it's almost like, oh, we need to start playing now. Okay, and then come back to three all, and then it's like we'll go back to default now for the rest of the game, and that's it. It just doesn't sort of. And they've always been a bit like that, though. Yeah, against England one. in the last World Cup, you know, they're, they're back to the wall, and then they ended up winning the game. Mm, yeah, possibly, possibly default in the final. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but I mean that. What? But it's just but with Croatia though that. They've been either really, really awful though, or really good. And there's no middle ground with them. They just—it's just very confusing. It must be very confusing for the fans as well. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree, Chris. Um, the only thing I'll add is that I think that they are about to go into a transition. I think there's going to be yeah. a few older heads that are going to be leaving that squad. It'll be interesting to see what the next generation looks like for Croatia. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so then just when we thought we might have some normality here with an easy France win or a France win, you, I think, Dan, you predicted that the Swiss were going to cause some tr- some problems. Yeah, and I did, yeah. Me and Ant both went, well, I think they might, they'll win quite comfortably. And then this happened. So three all after extra time and then the Swiss win on penalties. Well, let's let's go back a bit. It was um, 1-0 at half-time to the Swiss with that mm-hmm. Seferovic header. Great header. And then Ricardo Rodriguez has a penalty. Yeah. To put them 2-0 up, which is saved by Lloris. And then four minutes later, France have bagged two goals. Yeah. But you got to say, the first, uh, was it the first goal? Benzema's first goal was pretty good. Well taken. The second one was... Not really tapping. I mean, he, obviously Griezmann sort of flicked it up in the air and he headed headed it in. But Pogba's third goal. Oof. Mm. And did, did you think at that time they've had the scare? They're going to see this out now. And then obviously off comes Griezmann. Sissoko, Sissoko comes on. But the Swiss. Yeah, but also- the fact that the Swiss they were um, they won the look, they had a penalty and missed it, and then they conceded three goals. I mean, mentally, that's crushing. Uh, there's just no way I saw the comeback coming, not even in the slightest. But can I just say I can't believe I'm even saying this, 
Granite Jack was outstanding. That he day. was amazing. Has <laughs> <laughs> there been an imposter at Arsenal for the last three years? Wow, he was unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. I think he's always had it had it in him. It's just, he, had, he, I mean, he just doesn't do it at Arsenal in the same way that Pogba's had a fantastic tournament, but he's not mm. like that for Man United this season. No, I mean, do you see some of Popper's balls? Though? They're fantastic, right? They're the way he just glided them straight onto the... I, I mean, one... I am glad France is out. Because don't get me wrong, Pogba's had a fantastic tournament, but I've got yeah. fed up with the commentators constantly creaming themselves <laughs> over him. It was becoming yeah. a little bit embarrassing. Yeah. But what about the French defence? I, I mean, they just got rough. They just got bodied, didn't they? I th- we did say that... Um, Safarovic was going to cause some trouble, didn't we? You know, that him and Shakiri could cause cause some issues. But the quality of balls coming in from both sides by the Swiss were fantastic. All game, I thought. They changed to a back three, they changed to French. Yeah. They, um... they just looked a little bit lost. No one seems to know what, what was going on. Yeah. Who was yeah. doing what job? Who was marking who? It's always a danger when you switch your defensive formation. It's so easy to get your assignments confused. Yeah, because I think their left back um, had to go off, didn't they? And they brought on Rabio again, and I think he was sort of playing again-ish as a as a left back, but he's not yeah. a left back, isn't he? And again, it's a bit of night, a bit of complacency, I think, as well. You're three-one up, and they're thinking, "Oh, we're just going to glide through this now." I was just thoroughly impressed with the Swiss. <laughs> If they keep yeah. up that level, then they're going to cause some more issues, I think, in the quarterfinals to to their opponents. They're such a Jekyll and Hyde team. Because they, they, they can turn it on and they've got some big wins. They're um, highly ranked. In, um, they, they were the highest ranked yeah. in their group with Italy. Yeah, yeah, into the top, 10. top 10 in the world. You just don't see it often enough. No. Yeah, as, as the signs were there against Turkey. Um, yeah. They're the signs that come good. Yeah. But what did you reckon to the penalties, though? Fantastic penalties by the Swiss, weren't they? Every single one, except for one where Luis did get his hand onto, which I thought yeah. he probably should have saved in hindsight. But again, at that time, you, you've got to let him off slightly. The main yeah. defenders taking them, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Schler's penalty was fantastic. And then Mbappe out of everyone you would expect to miss. It was a good play by Summer, but oh, out of I, I knew he was going to miss. I sensed it. I sensed he it. In his, in his I just thought he was going to fluff this. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was weird because it was. there's a few seconds where it's like, how they actually been knocked out? I don't think Summer thought. I think Summer thought he was actually off his line, didn't he, at first? I think he was checking. Yeah. But no, fantastic, fantastic day of football that is. For anyone that <laughs> doesn't like football, that would have been something to behold. Anyway. Unbelievable game. And now we come to yesterday's games. We've Obviously, me and Dan have done a pod about England versus Germany. Now, as we always do on these roundups, the floor is yours on. What did you reckon? I didn't think it was a classic performance, but then I never do with England. I think I think once we got going a little bit, obviously when the first 10 minutes, it was all Germany. We couldn't even get out of our like, 18, 18 yard line, could we? 
And I think once Sterling and Saka started to pick up the ball a bit and run into a bit of space and get some free kicks, we pushed up the pitch. But we didn't create much in the first half. I thought Germany had the better chances. And then second half, I thought the game was starting to drift a little bit and Southgate made those changes. And I think it gave us a little bit more of a spark. Obviously Grealish with the assist. Yeah, yeah, I I thought when Muller missed that one-on-one, you just kind of knew it was England's day, really, because the Germans don't miss from there. It was was another steady, solid performance. Not going to rip up trees, but, you know, we haven't conceded yet and we're in the quarters, so, you know, I can't complain. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I think people are getting a bit too far excited yeah, yeah, today, hearing, hearing it all and saying some pretty disrespectful things to the you know Ukraine coming up as well. And I've just sort of thought, well, we'll just calm it down, lads, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they are favourites going into the game. A lot of the fans want Grealish, Foden, Sterling, <laughs> Kane, Mount all playing. It's like, it doesn't work <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to happen. You know, I always think this is going to make you laugh, but I always think if Gareth Southgate had a normal person's job, if you were an England manager, he would be like a bank manager, accounts manager. He's just a, that steady pair of hands that you have. Yeah, promoting, yeah with promoting low rates of interest or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, very a, safe. Very safe. Exactly. And when, like we've said, didn't we, when we looked at the team sheet or Playing five wing backs and two in midfield, two holding midfielders. You're like, oh, safe again, then is it, Gareth? But it seems to have worked. So we'll just have to wait and see, I guess, in the next game on um, what it's going to put. Maybe we might pull a bit of a shock. You never know. But it's a great, great result. Coming on to our final game then of the last 16. That was Sweden 1, Ukraine 2. Did you both manage to watch this at all? Uh, I had it on in the background, so I saw yeah. bits and bobs. But it's a it's a bit of a long slog. I found um, I watched it near the end of the second half and into extra time. It's a very it's a real sort of um, long slog. That's all I can say. <laughs> I thought the, I thought the first half was actually quite enjoyable, and then obviously the, 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 as it went on, you could tell they were getting more and more tired and. Well, like, well, by the time extra time came around, half of them on the knees, and yeah. <laughs> that was Sweden were down to about nine players at one point, weren't they? That was yeah. before the sending off. So were you, so were Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right then, so you mentioned Dan earlier on about the tackle. Yeah, Danielson. Looking at it, it's a tough one, isn't it? He's about. Unfortunately to the lad, he's quite probably seriously injured him, but he didn't seem like he meant it. seemed like it was a follow through of kicking the ball to me. No, I agree with that. He didn't go in to hurt the player, but, but the, the point he's is, over, he's he, wasn't in, he wasn't in control of the tackle, he's gone over the ball, and he's it's it's dangerous. And it, you is don't tackle like of, that anymore. It, it is sort of what um, the commentator said, wasn't it? He was going to leave some in there for him as well. It was a very meaty challenge that was there to probably leave a bit there. <laughs> as you can see. 10, 20 years ago, he probably would have got away with that. But nowadays, 
rules are rules. And yeah. he's got as much of the player as he has the ball. Yeah. <laughs> they watch it in slow motion, don't they? It always looks worse than it is. Yeah. Which doesn't help. It's pretty bad, though. The guy was. Well, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't bad, but it does look worse in slow motion. I wouldn't want someone tackling me like that. I'm actually surprised he wasn't taken out from a, like a stretcher, the poor ladder, to walk on it. I was like, you're not going <laughs> to obviously see the poor guys in a lot of pain. He had about like 10 ice packs on him. <laughs> like, is this the Ukraine way of being? And just get, get some vodka in and just say, oh, it's only just a fresh room. Get back out, mate. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But no, great finish with the header, though, wasn't it? The winning goal. But again, like you said, so many tired legs out there. Swedes were just hold, trying to hang in there for penalties. But yeah, at the ground, did the result out? Anything that you that surprised you there? Obviously, barring Sweden not winning. Not really, no. No, um, no Sweden didn't get the goals early enough. Uh, the game dragged out, and then. Eventually, Ukraine had the advantage and got the nose in front. There's, there's not really much more to say about it than that, is there? I mean, Forsberg, my boy Forsberg, so he's hit the bar twice, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He was unlucky. Yeah. Okay, so we move on now to last eight, so the quarterfinals. Let's give our predictions for this. So the first one we've got is Friday, five o'clock kickoff. Switzerland, Spain. Can we actually see Switzerland get to the semi-finals in this? I think this tournament's proved that anyone can yeah. go anywhere, I'm being honest. Yeah. As we spoke earlier, Switzerland, Jekyll and Hyde. So, which one turns up. I'm, I'm going Spain. I think they'll win 2-1. I think Switzerland have probably done their final in the last game. You know, I'm going to go for Switzerland. And Switzerland, cool. Yeah, I think um, they're definitely going to cause problems for those centre-backs in yeah. Spain if they get the service. And I thought the guy we haven't mentioned yet, I thought uh, Breezen Bolo was best player on the pitch by a long way in the first half against France. He's been outstanding this tournament. I think he'll yeah. cause the problems as well. I'll go Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked you into it. <laughs> No, yeah, I was yeah. on the fence anyway. I was going to go penalties, but no, I'm going to go Switzerland. In 90 minutes? Yeah. late. Right. I think I'll be a late winner. Okay. I'll probably say this is the, the tie of the round, and that's Belgium-Italy next on that side of the draw. Definitely the tie of the round for me. It's, it's going to be a very tight game. I think it will be one goal in it, and I'm going to go Belgium. I think Belgium have got a few injuries. I think it might. I think I think it's going to go penalties. Yeah, the the, the Belgium injuries do worry me with my my prediction for them to lift the trophy. But Lukaku is in great form. They've got other good players that will come in. I do think that the um, Italian defence is a little bit iffy. Not that not as good as traditionally you'd expect from Italy. So I'm going to go for a I'm going to go for a Belgium win. I think um, the Italians are missing Cellini. I don't know whether he... Did he play against Austria? I don't think he did, did he? No, no, he didn't. No, so he's a massive loss. And Benucci isn't the as good without Cellini there as the main leader. Yeah, it showed, yeah. Yeah. 
But I do think Italy will have the better of that midfield battle. Yeah. They've, they've been solid in midfield. They've really looked after the ball. So that's going to be the, the challenge for Belgium. Yeah, and well, whether Italy will play Chiesa from the beginning. I mean, every time I've seen him, he looks good. The good he must be pushing for a start at some point. Some, or he might just be the impact player that Italy have up their sleeve to bring on. Okay, so the bottom half of the draw, obviously England side. So we'll start off with England, Ukraine. Four nil England. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to go two nil England, but I think it's not going to be easy. I think England have obviously got to now travel to Rome, which they won't be used to. And obviously Ukraine have just played 120 minutes, so they're not going to be particularly fit. So mm. it's not going to, it's not going to be a classic, but I think England will win two nil. It, it will remind me of the workhorse game, you know, that they did in the World Cup against Sweden. Yeah, it'll be like that. It'll be exactly like that. Yeah, and I, and that's why I'm going to go two 0 England. I think it will be comfortable enough. They might have a couple of scares, but I just think they'll have too much for Ukraine. What I think is, I think um, England might make a few changes for this one. They've got Rice and Phillips on yellow cards. They don't want to risk losing them for the semi-final. And uh, you don't really need a back three against Ukraine, in my opinion. So I think they'll. I think Southgate will change it up, freshen it up. I think you'll see um, some good attacking play for a change. Not from the bank manager, mate. Not from a bank manager. <laughs> I don't think Grealish will start, though. I think he's our super sub now. No, I think he'll start. I don't. Think <laughs> he's, he's too good to be a super well, sub. Not a super sub, but an impact player. I, I think he might start Foden or someone. Yeah, I think they'll both start. <laughs> He's got that Gaza look on with him, hasn't he? The the X Factor, the way the fans just went up, didn't they, when he came on? And even if he's on the pitch, he takes two, two or three players away from from other other players, doesn't he? So, okay, and finally, Czech Republic, Denmark. I think this is going to be a another tactical game of chess. I think you've got, like we've said about how pragmatic the Czech Republic team are. The Danes will, I guess, be invited to break them, break them down, and the Czechs will look to counter-attack. I can only assume from seeing them. Um, you'll probably be, well, I've said it'd be a goal in it, for like the last two Denmark games and they've scored eight goals. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if I say it's going to be 3-0, it will end up being 1-0. <laughs> I think the Danes will win it, though, personally. What do you think, Ant? Yeah, I think Denmark would have too much room. This is a really tricky one. I'm trying to think how this one's going to play out. But I I think that the Czechs are just so rigid and hard to break down. I think the Danes are going to struggle. Um, I'm going to go for a Czech win. Okay. Cool. So, so you could be looking at then the Czech Republic England semi final. Madness. Wouldn't have predicted that at the beginning of the tournament, would we? Can we beat them twice in one tournament? <laughs> yeah, you never know. It's been done. Other teams have done that, I think. 
So, yeah, if, if any of you guys want to email us your predictions, then please do so to varatthebar2020 at gmail.com or you can tweet us at varatthebar1 or Facebook us at varatthebar. Got anything else to, to add there, lads, at all? It's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> and would you like to say anything? No, I'm not getting carried away. <laughs> I'm still back in Italy to win it. Okay. In the hope that England surprised me. Okay. Fair enough. Right then, so that's uh, me saying bye-bye. Goodbye for me. Bye. See ya. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Podcast Network.